Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. On today's episode, I have my friend and guest, Rachel Stollard. Rachel is a mother, wife, farmer, and a professional writer. She helps digital marketing clients bring their stories to life, but her real bosses are her three young children and the 40-plus animals she and her husband are raising on their hobby farm just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. She also rehabs homes in her community for the rental market. Rachel believes that everyone and everything has a unique story just waiting to be told. In today's episode, Rachel and I have a conversation about her daily life, the chores she has with her family and her kids, and we talk about some of her blogs and how things we wish we knew in our 20s or what we would want to tell the 20-something-year-olds now. I hope you enjoy this episode. You can find Rachel on her Instagram, Roaring Acres. I'll leave all this in the show notes. And as always, if you like this episode, share it on social media, tag us, share it with someone you think would love to hear this, and make sure to subscribe to my channel. Today, I am joined by my friend, Rachel Stollard. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I am great. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited too. What are you looking for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell the listeners a little bit. Um, background, how we met. We were in our early 30s, early 20s, rather. Early 20s. Um, oh early God. 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we met at a bar. <laughs> How <laughs> I meet all the good people friends. in my life. I know. I know. You know, though, like you get, you, you know, people that come into your life for a reason and it was meant to be. And then we became roommates. Mm-hmm. And then, and I was just thinking about this this morning. So before Uber Eats and all that, do you remember um, we would call Jimmy, Jimmy's my husband now, um, and have him get us food and pick it up and bring it to <laughs> us. He was very good at that. Yeah. If only we knew it could have been a profession, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were ahead yeah. of the trend. I know. I know. That's funny. Um, so can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Mm-hmm. So my husband and I bought 35 acres um, outside of Cleveland. And we wanted to raise our children on a property, you know, had the pond, we would fish. And then one day, uh, we decided to restore the chicken coop that was on the property. And instead of getting, you know, six chickens, we ended up with 20, 25 chickens, um, that spiraled into, you know, sheep and then goats and then pigs. 
and then um, breeding them so that we could um, you know, get into that market for selling them to other people who wanna breed. So it is, we have a garden, um, started out as just kind of wanting our kids to live out on the land and then really mm -hmm. setting it up to be more sustainable for our family. And it's a hobby farm, which means it's not how we make our living. Um, it is in- It's tandem. absolutely beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a tandem with that and, um, you know, having two full-time jobs. Um, and then we also have some, you know, we restored the chicken coop, we built a custom home and on the property, we have some rentals. We bought the property next door and we restore homes in our community um, and then rent them out. I love that. And you also have a blog, Roar, Roaring Acres blog. I do. And um, there's just a, I'll leave this in the show notes, like your Instagram handle and your blog, because okay. it's just great. Like I'm skimming right now, like creating your Christmas cheer. And what did you do? You had a Christmas party. Oh, the wishing tree that grew three big hearts. Yeah. Um, yep. How I'll you teach. Yeah, I was just going to say how you teach your kids, like, I don't know, you just have to follow her on Instagram. Um, she gives them chores, they do chores, just really down to earth, you know, wholesome goodness. Like sometimes I look at the Inst your Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, mine have been on TikTok all day. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work at my computer and just like, okay. <laughs> It is hard. It is a, it's definitely a balance and it's easier for me because we are isolated on this property and kind of have our own rules, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to worry about kids coming to the door or them riding the bus. They, they can't ride the bus. I just take them to school. So yeah. um, they're definitely more insulated, but we are hard knocks over here. Farm life is definitely exposure to things that I think most adults would have a difficult time handling. Yeah. Can you take us through like a morning and day in your guys's life? Sure. Sure. So one of our goats, um, had babies. And so we have been continuing to milk her. Um, just like you would with a mom, she has to be on a schedule and has mm -hmm. to be milked at certain times of the day. So, um, unless Nick is traveling, he is the farm hand and I am the house hand because the kids are 10 and eight and six. So we wake up as soon as the sun comes up, we don't even have blinds or anything in our room. We like having the sun wake us up and, um, he's first out the door. He makes the coffee, milks, the goat feeds, the pigs and the sheep, make sure the chickens have scratch grain. Um, it probably takes about, I'd say like a half an hour if there were no issues and there's always something like last week, the boy goats broke out, you know, so we had to fix a fence. Mm -hmm. um, and while that's going on, I am here. If the kids are up, which they typically are, I am getting them dressed to come with me to the gym. Um, <laughs> I go five, at least five days a week and they either come with me or they go to summer camp, but he comes in after the chaos of getting them fed, getting them dressed getting their lunches packed um, mm -hmm. he walks in with the milk and his stuff is done and I am walking out the door so it is <laughs> definitely a partnership for sure yeah. and when he is not here um it's not super fun by myself 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do the kids help with the farm? So like taking care of the animals? They do. The the difficulty with having a farm is the size of the animals in comparison to the kids. Yeah. So they're great with the chickens. They can give the turtles food, you know, pick grass. We have we have tortoises too, and they'll they'll feed them. Um, it is a little difficult when you go into the barn and the, the pigs are ready to be fed, they will take your legs out from underneath you. And it's a little <laughs> intimidating. Um, you have to be really quick with opening doors, closing doors, and you know, filling up the water. So there's definitely things they do like filling water or collecting eggs. Um, they have learned how to, how to milk, which mm -hmm. it's like, it's a hand pump. <laughs> they don't make, the yeah. they do. If you have like a, a very large farm, which we don't. Um, so they are out there helping with that for us too. It's really important, especially with breeding to handle the animals. So they are out there petting and, um, picking them up and cuddling them because that makes them a completely different type of animal. Um, especially because we have a lot of visitors. So they're, they're yeah. very calm and sweet because of, of the handling from the kids. Yeah. Well, when was it a few years ago? I taught, um, goat yoga at your <laughs> I place. Thought, well, I was I, afraid of the goats at first, yes. <laughs> but they were very sweet. <laughs> yes. The goats are, are by far my favorite animal. They are very affectionate and mm -hmm. with goat yoga, you typically use a smaller goat and in the farm community, anything that's a miniature is about 500 pounds and under. So our goats are miniature goats, but they're definitely not, you know, the little toy kind of. Yeah. Of so it's the difference between having like a Yorkie on your back versus a Labrador. And if we, we try to do it today, it would be like having a Labrador crawling across your back. Yeah. Um, but they were young enough, you know, to, to do that. They're so social. And if you sit next to them, they will climb all over you, which is, I guess some people find it therapeutic. Because yeah, <laughs> pay a lot of money for goat yoga, and it just makes me laugh because I think it's gross. Um, but I'm around them all the time. Yeah, and I let them climb on me, and then of course I go in and and hose off. But yeah, we had, and I think we had to cap it. I mean, there were so many people that wanted to come mm -hmm. and lay on the ground and you know do yoga and have goats climbing on them. So. <laughs> I know really that was fun. That was also one of the first times I, it was when I first started teaching too. And it, it was. was like packed. I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just so interesting. You talk about growth in friendships and, mm -hmm. you know, meeting at, you know, meeting at a bar and being roommates and watching, you know, like the real, the real real world. So like yeah. Saturday and then you you know, transition into like the job and the mom. And then now it's like, you know, you have what you're doing and then you have the yoga. I have what I'm doing. I have the farm. So mm -hmm. it's always looking, I think for ways to something pays the bills and I do enjoy my job, but then there's also this part of me, um, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I, I don't want to kind of try new things or there's, there's like a calling, you know, that I say, yeah. hey, this is like this little voice. I want to try it and see what it's like. And I think that's really important for our kids to see that, that we're also trying and failing, you know, um, yeah. and taking risks. I just think that's so important um, mm -hmm. for, you know, marriage and, and especially, you know, I feel like raising daughters. I, I have two boys. I, know. But I want her to see me 
struggle and thrive um, mm-hmm. on my own. I, I think that 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 is something that she will appreciate when she's older. Mm-hmm. That just that brings me to my next question. Um, <laughs> So you have a birthday coming up and then mine's in December. Um, and when you turned 40, you wrote an amazing blog um, telling, uh, you know, 20-year-olds what you wish you knew at 20 or what you hope, right. they, what to teach them now. Right. Um, like not to elaborate, I mean, you can elaborate on the blog, but what have you learned? So we went to Nashville for my 40th birthday and it was very interesting because it was this eclectic group of women who got along so well. It was Mm -hmm. old friends. And I mean, old meaning they have been through me struggling to get pregnant, me struggling to meet my husband. And they have seen, um, you know, me transition from being a reporter into getting my master's degree. And they have just been kind of along the way. And then I have these new friends, which is always, I think, something really important, you know, when you choose who you spend your time with. So -hmm. when I had this birthday and I had all these women come together, um, and then we went out one night and we started counting all of these bachelorettes because Nashville is like a hodgepodge. It's like, yeah, they're all over the place. Right. And we sat around the table and we started and it got very emotional, you know, but we started talking about things we wish that we had known because when you're getting married and you're focused on things about the wedding and the party. Um, it's, you wish you could just say who you're not going to care about that. You're not going to care about that when one of your parents has cancer. Um, Mm -hmm. or when, you know, like I said, like one of you is really struggling to get pregnant or you lose a, you lose a child. Um, Mm -hmm. and we just sat on that table saying, you know, or just, you know, being married to, to, like different people and, and the difficulties that you, you didn't even think were going to be difficulties when you met this person. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and what it means to choose to have joy in your life and to choose to be with your husband, even after you've been through, you know, a lot. So, um, it was a, a very open and raw post. And I had a response from people that I've never met before that, really connected and and kind of, I think it resonated with them because you just don't see what's behind that veil. If you will, you, you see these beautifully posed, the sun's in the background, you know? Yeah. Um, And oh my gosh, that's, it's, it's not like that. And guess what? It's okay that it's not like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, what's so important kind of being surrounded by this chaos of the farm is this constant reminder that you're not in control of your life. And you can make as many plans as you want, but it, it really isn't yours. Um, and who you are is what happens kind of in that moment and how you respond to those situations that you're presented with and having those people around you who keep you fed, um, yeah. you know, who, who listen and kind of let you make your own decisions, but also are, are there to support you. Mm-hmm. It, it's, um, and it, and it's, it's a constant, I think, ebb and flow. And I think with anything in life, like you have to reevaluate that circle, you know, and what's within reach, um, pretty regular, yeah. just to make sure that it's, it's, um, that the temperature is still warm and you're in the right spot, if that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. 
And I think it is so important. Like this is what I've been working on and stuff that as adults and as women and moms, we still do things for ourselves. We take care of ourselves. We go out with friends, we nurture ourselves. And I'm working on that because I have a hard time with that. I still get the extreme like guilt guilt and stuff, but it is necessary. It is. I, my sister just left this morning. She was here with her four children and you know, she's married to a firefighter and, you know, their life through, through COVID um, and what they have seen and dealt with was really, really mm-hmm. difficult. And it kind of led her, I think with a lot of us that went through that transition to kind of just, again, reevaluate what's, what's around you, um, where you're spending your time, you know, how you are, uh, you know, where, where your focus is, you focus on the right things. And so she decided to stay home. And I said, I I hope you realize that by staying home does not mean that you have to stay home. Like now is your time. You have some space, give yourself some grace, but go to the gym, find some kind of routine that's exercise, Mm -hmm. kind of start your day. Um, Think about some kind of hobby that you want to do, because before you were a mom, you know, you were Nikki, I'm Rachel, she's Mara. Yeah you're still this person. And for me to rejuvenate doesn't take a lot. Um, Nick has a group of fraternity brothers and they, they, they like to travel that fills his bucket. Me Mm -hmm. thinking about organizing three small children and traveling and going out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. I, I like, I have anxiety, like thinking about it, but if you let me, you know, honestly, let, but like, if you kind of support me and hold on the fort so I can, you know, run to Ellicottville for like a two night stay with my girlfriends, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And, um, the guilt I feel like goes away when I come back and my temper is not as short. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just have a different kind of vibe and that time that I'm spending with them is, is quality, not quantity, because Mm -hmm. it's very easy as a mom to be quantity. Um, and, and that's not what's going to fill my bucket. And then if my bucket's not full, I can't dump it into theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on today. And it's nice to catch up with you because we play phone tag and try to get together for like a year now. <laughs> well, it was COVID too, but yeah, but. I think yeah. it's, yeah, really important. And you and I still check in and we'll pick up where we left off because that's mm-hmm. what you know, old, not because we're old, because we're not old. Right? I know. <laughs> that's why it's so important to, you know, keep those people in your life that know where the bodies are buried. So if you need to move the bodies, they can help you dig them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I'll leave your Instagram handle and your blog and the show notes where people can find you. Okay. And again, thank you for coming on. Awesome. I'll see you soon, girl.